You'll see about 10 lines down, you have the uh, Rashi Aleph in the parentheses. It's directly underneath that, the word Taima. The word Taima. Okay. So Taima, the reason why the Lulav is exempt from having the Halachas of Shemitah is the Lulav Barashishi Sanichas of It was a six-year Lulav that went into the seventh year. Had the Shviz Kadosh, but if it would have been a seventh-year Lulav, they would have Kedusha. That is what is a, uh, not just an inference, pretty explicit, that we would consider the Lulav a Shemitah Lulav with the Halachas of Shemitah applying to it. But the question is, am I? Why is that true? Eitzim Bamu is just wood, but Eitzim Eim Behemeshim Kedusha Shviz, and wood does not have the status of Kedusha Shviz. Yes, it is a pr- product of the land of a Shemitah year, but uh, it's only the edible items of the Shemitah year that have the status of a Shemitah. So therefore, why is the Lulav, which is the palm branch itself, a young palm branch, not edible, why does it have the status of being Shemitah if it would have been a seventh year Lulav? How do we know that if it's just trees, it does not have the status of Shemitah Detan? As it says in a Mishnah, or really should say Detan, it says in a Brisa, Ale Kanim Vali Gefanim, if you have reeds of... Uh, uh, you know, canes and ali gefanim and, and, and vines should give it on the chayva that you gather them together to store up al asad on the field. Depends what you did it for. Locked on the if you went ahead and detached them, you pluck them for eating. They have a status of shviz. if you gather them together just for the sake of being firewood, they do not have the status of kedusha shviz. So the question on the table is then, why do we make the very strong assumption that if the Lulav would have been a seventh-year Lulav, but have the Kedusha Shviz, we have a general rule when it comes to all his Shemitah, if it's just wood, it does not have the status of Kedusha Shviz. Mm-hmm. Answer is the Gemara, shiny Hasam, it's different over there, the Amar Krag, as the Pasuk says, by the Lachas Shemitah, Lachem Le'achla, it should be for you to eat during the Shemitah year, meaning to let it be Hefker, Lachem Dumya De Le'achla, any use which is similar to eating, that's what decides the status of an item, if it's a Shemitah item or not. What does it mean to be similar to eating? Any item where the benefit you get from it and its destruction, it's wearing away, are at the same exact time, those items have that is coming to exclude wood, where the benefit you get from it is after it's already been destroyed, it's already been taken away. Why? Because when it comes to firewood, yes, there's already some warmth that's coming off of it while you're burning it, but the primary benefit of the wood is actually after it turns into coals. So its destruction was first, and then the benefit you get from it is afterwards. But food, you are actually destroying it while you're benefiting from it. And a lulav, interestingly enough, falls into the category more of food than it falls into the category of firewood, because, again, I don't think anyone is... Uh, you know, demolishing their lulav when they shake it, but the wearing away of the lulav is happening while you're using it, while you're using it for the benefit of the mitzvah of lulav. So therefore, that's the reason why a lulav falls in the category of produce for the lachas of shemitah, because its biur and its hana are at the same exact time, coming to exclude other wood, where the biur and the hana are not at the same exact time. Is that clear? We're good on that one? Okay, fine. So it says the Gemara Vaita as follows. Um... One second, ask the Gemara. But there are examples of regular wood where the benefit uh, and the... Um, I'm not liking the word destruction. It's wearing away, I guess would be a better way of saying it. It's destruction and wearing away 
are at the same time, because it's in the mashchan, which is oily wood, um, it uses a torch, and at the same exact time that is wearing away, it's also giving you benefit. So why are you making such a blanket statement when it comes to wood, that wood, the benefit comes after the wearing away, there are examples of wood where the benefit is while it's wearing away. And it's like more back to the Amarava, Stam etim ula hasaka oimdim. Okay, you found a case. You found an exemption, and, and, and we're going to even agree to that. But the average wood is for hasaka, which is for burning, and therefore we were able to make a very general statement and say that the average wood, the benefit and its wearing away are not at the same time, even though you may be able to find a rare exception where it is otherwise. Okay. So says the Gemara Vaita. That's the correct one word also. We'll see in a couple of seconds how I said it last time. The Eitzim Hasaka Tanahi. And this whole idea of wood uh, being for burning, if it is included in Shemitah and is not included in Shemitah, is actually Machlokas Tanahim. There's others who broaden the definition of what's included in uh, Shemitah produce. We made an assumption until now that it's only things where the wearing away and the benefit of the same exact time, those are things that are included in the Shemitah halachas. But anything where they're not the same exact time, they do not the Shemitah halachas, we're going to actually see this in And there are others who argue and broaden the list and say that even if it has other benefits, or even if the benefits are not at the same time, it is included in the halachas of Shemitah. The Tanya, as it says in Abraisa, Ein mosrin peros shvis, you cannot give over the fruit of a Shemitah year, Lola Mishra, Lola Kfusa. Mishra is for soaking and for dyeing. Kfusa is Kfisa, which is laundry. They used to have a, you know, just literally a pool of water that they would go ahead and put the items into. In this particular context, we're talking about using wine for these two things, soaking something in wine. I guess they had wine in abundance back then, and uh, maybe had certain properties that helped you with soaking items or with even laundering items, and you're not allowed to use Shemitah wine neither for Mishra, which means soaking, nor for kfusa or for laundry. That's not unacceptable usage of those items. Rabbi Yossi, I mean, Rabbi Yossi says, Maestrin, you are allowed to go ahead and give over the fruit of Shemitah year for those two uses, A, for, um, um, for soaking, and B, for laundry. I guess it's not Baltash, because you're getting a benefit out of it. That, that is the use you're using it for, and therefore that would not be your problem. So now, what is this machlokas? Why does the tonic... So it's purely a question of you're not allowed to use Shemitah Prudus for just anything you want. You can only use it for certain benefits. We're going to see right now what the Machlokas is. And based on the Machlokas, you understand that why the first sheet of the Tanakam was limiting and say, no, you cannot use it for soaking, you cannot use it for laundry. <laughs> so my time, my time in the Tanakam, what is the reason for the Tanakama that he's so machmer that you can't use wine for those things? The Amar Kra, Le Achla, the, the Pasuk says you can use Shemitah Prudus for eating. But that's coming to exclude other types of activities which are not similar to eating, for example, soaking and doing laundry. My time of Derbios. What's the reason for Derbios that he's makel? He says, The Pasuk says, It should be for you, but the emphasis of Lachem is for all your benefits. For anything you might need it for. And if you need it for a Mishra, you need it for Kfusa, you need it for soaking, you need it for laundry, go for it. That is totally, totally fine. Even for Mishra and Kfusa. So now the Gemara is going to have to do what it always does, go through the back and forth, because right now we have a ton of combos focusing word on the Akhla. 
la'achla means things that are similar to eating. So that's why he would say that you could use it uh, for a lulav, but you cannot go ahead and use it for mishra and chavusa. And the main point is, is that mishra and chavusa, think about the idea, is that it's wearing away, it's being used up, is not when you're getting benefit from it. You're getting benefit from the clothing afterwards. So that's why mishra and chavusa are not in the category of la'achla, is la'achla is when you eat something, your benefit and its destruction at the same exact time, when it comes to laundry, when it comes to soaking, you're destroying it, the wine is no longer usable after you do laundry with it. I'm assuming for the average person, they're not going to use it anymore. And the benefit you're getting from it is afterwards, and that's why it's not in the category of lachla. And the Kazab Yossi says, no, no, the Pazik says, lachem, focus on that word. The word lachem says, anything you need it for is totally, totally fine. So, okay, that's great. We have a machlokas now between the Tanakam and Rabiosi, and we're going to have to go through now and understand how does Rabiosi deal with the word lachla, and how does the Tanakama deal with the word lachem? Right? That's the basic question that we have to always deal with when each one brings uh, their Pasuk to back up their position. Okay, so says the Gemara Vaita. Um, second. The Tanakama, Haksiv Lachem. The Tanakama, why are you being so limiting? The Torah does say Lachem, which seems to expand it. So the Tanakama answers back, Hahu Lachem. No, I actually use that Lachem um, in context saying that yes, Lachem broadens it. That it's not just food, but it's only expanding it to things that are similar to achilah, similar to eating. Mishana also be roshava, items that their benefit and their wearing away, their destruction at the same exact time. So I cannot just make a broad sweeping statement and say lachem means for all your needs. Anything you want to do is put next to the word lachla, and therefore things that are similar to lachla. If I didn't have the word lachem, I might have said only food. Now lachem comes to expand and say other needs. But those other needs are only other needs that are at least similar to Lachla, but not things that are, that are completely dissimilar to Lachla. And that would come to exclude a soaking or doing laundry, etc. Because the benefit there is after you go ahead and destroy them after, wear, after you wear them away. Okay. Can we give an example of what's similar to eating? So similar would be um, using it as um, like an oil. Okay, your skin would be an example of that. Um, where you get worn away, but at least your benefit is right away. There, there are other things like that where you see they happen at the same exact time. I mean, lulav would be an example where it's wearing away and being used at the same time. You're allowed to use a lulav from a shemitah year, you know, for that reason. The, the, we had an issue with the money, but the using it is not a problem, even though it's going to go ahead and crack it and ruin it to make it not useful anymore. Okay, so now Rabiosi, Rabiosi is the one who said that even for Mishra and Kfusa, how does he deal with the word la'achla? Ha'aksiv la'achla. How does he deal with that? He's completely ignoring the fact that the Torah says you can use it for eating and not for anything you want. But answer more back to that. So I translated Meluga last time as um, the vaporizer for the room. Uh, that was wrong. That's a mugmer. I just I, 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 I spaced out for a second last time. I gave share. That's what a mugmer is. A melugma is actually a type of medicine. Melugma is a type of medicine. Um, so you're allowed to go ahead and use shemitah produce for food, and he even said you can use it for soaking, and you can go ahead and use it for laundry, but you cannot use it from malugma. We'll see in a couple of seconds why that is the one that's left out of the list, but you cannot use it to make certain remedies. Kiritanya, as it says in a brisa, la'achla v'lola malugma. There's actually a brisa that supports this, that you're allowed to use shemitah produce for eating, but not for medicinal purposes. Ata omer la'achla v'lola malugma. So now in the Bryce it asks, you're saying that's for eating, but not for malugma. Maybe it should be excluding kvusa. Why did you exclude malugma and you did not exclude kvusa? Because Rabbi Yossi says, no, kvusa, oh, you use your wine for kvusa, use it for laundry. You just can't use it for, for medicine. So he, the Bryce answer back, which means use it for any of your personal needs, that's coming to include laundry. 
So hamani mikhaim la'achla. Then what does the achla come to exclude? And I'll, I'll summarize this again in a second. Then we'll read it again together. La'achla v'lola melugma is coming to say for your eating and not for a melugma. So let's just stop one second. We're still in the middle of the bris. Just just remind us of what we're doing over here. We're having a tug of war between two words. The word la'achla is coming to limit the use of shemitah items by only food. The word lachem is coming to expand the list, saying whatever you want to use it for. And it's really just a machlokim in the Tanakam Rabbi how to play that game of tug of war. According to Tanakama, la'achla means la'achla, only food or things that are really, really like food where the destruction and the benefit of the same exact time. And lachem, well, it's actually, I should really say it better. If it would have just been the word la'achla, it'd be just food. I then how do you deal with the word lachem, which seems to be more of an expansive word. Yeah, lachem comes to expand it a little bit, which is not just food itself, but things that are really just like food that are the use, the benefit, and the destruction at the same exact time, and therefore it's only things like you know, putting on oil or a lulav, et cetera, that are going to be okay. Rabbi does it a little bit further. He says the achla is already a little bit more expansive, but lachem is coming to be uh, majorly expansive by saying that even if it's not some of the food at all, it can be something totally different. Even if you're using it for laundry, you're using it for soaking, it's going to be totally, totally fine. So now the question is that you're completely ignoring la'achla, that why does the Torah say la'achla? No, la'achla is coming to exclude far-fetched things like a malugma, which is, again, we're going to see soon, it's not a common need. It's not just a, you know, kfusa is like a common need. Doing laundry, mishra, soaking is a common need. Malugma was not a day-in, day-out common need, and therefore that's what la'achla is being used to limit by things like malugma. We'll see a couple of examples in a second, but that's what it's being used for. So it's really just a machlokim in the Tanakhama. And Rabbi um, what is excluded with la'achla, what's included with lachem, and again, one more time just to summarize it, is that according to Tanakhama, la'achla is very limiting, and lachem only expands a little bit to include things that are benefit and destruction at the same time. And Rabbi is much more different. He says, really, it's more fully expansive, and la'achla is just limiting a little bit um, to exclude things like a malugma. So that's probably, probably the most accurate way to say it. I, I think that's probably the best way to say it, is that the Saudi Pranatanakam is that nothing's allowed, and you use Lachem to allow a little bit, and according to Rabbi everything's allowed, and you use L'Achla to limit it a little bit. That's probably the best and the clearest way to say it, uh, between uh, this Machlok is between the Tanakama and Rabbi So So um, I want to read to you again Rabbi inside, and then we'll finish off that b'risa. So... Um, Let's start from here. Rabbi Yossi is the first one online, about six or seven lines up. Rabbi Yossi, hak siv l'achla. According to Rabbi Yossi, it says the word l'achla. So how can he be so expansive with his list to include Mishra and Kusa? So the answer is back. He needs it for limiting. You cannot use the Shemitah produce, the wine, for example, for a malugma, which is this medicine. And there's a price that backs that up. Kiritanya, l'achla v'lola malugma. You can use it for eating and not for malugma. Do you say that it's referring or maybe should limit it that it should not even be able to use for kfusa, for laundry. So the bride stands back, when the Pasuk says lachem, it's coming to include many more things, including lachusa. Then what do I use lachla for? How do I fulfill the word lachla? Lachla is coming to tell us for eating and not for malugma, not for the medicine. Now the the Bryce asked the question. What's the lumdus here? Why did you? What did you see to include kfusa that you're allowed to use the shemitah wine for laundry and you cannot use it for malugma? There has to be some pattern here. They didn't randomly choose what you can use and you can't use. So switching over to Mabez. Answers back. Marba ani is a kfusa sheshava adam. 
I'm going to use the Pasuk of Lachem to include Kfusa, which is at least a common need for all people. However, I'm going to exclude a Malugma, which is not common for all men, is not a common need for all people. Very similar to Cholmoid and Enyanta, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Trouble the whole nefesh, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's as simple as that. So it's us. So just to remind us how we got here in the first place is that um, we asked the question, how is a lulav included in the halachas of Shemitah? And uh, we said it's included in the halachas of because it's similar to eating food, that just like food, the benefit and its destruction at the same time. So to a lulav, it's benefit and its destruction at the same exact time. And, uh, but anything where the benefit and instruction are not the same exact time are not included in the For example, your average wood. Your average wood, the benefit is afterwards, not the time of the destruction. And then we're now just jumps off and says, by the way, this, this itself is a homa focus tonight. There are those that actually say that there's no parameters at all of this benefit and destruction at the same time. That's Tanakama. Rabbi Yossi, it doesn't have any such concept of benefit and destruction at the same time, and therefore he has different rules altogether what's included in Shemitah, what you can use Shemitah produce for. He just has a totally, totally different position. Okay, so now that we've established these two positions, we have the opinion of the Chachamim, and we have the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, we're going to bring a Brysa now and try to figure out, is the following Brysa like the Chachamim or the Rabbi Yossi, and we'll use the evidence that we have until now. Is there anything special about the fact that you're using Lula for a Bar Mitzvah here, as opposed to these Kusa and Achila are not Bar Mitzvahs, whereas you can argue that Lula is for Bar Mitzvah, that maybe it could be a make, make it. I don't know enough to answer your question, meaning... Um, there's always that, that's always a fair question because there are often times in halakha where we say normally not, but it's much of Litzar Mitzvah. But at the same time, as far as I know, the halakhas of Shemitah are, are pretty rigid that I don't care if you're doing it for Mitzvah or not for Mitzvah, if you're using it in a way that, um, and I'm just trying to think, um, trying to think of an example like of, of using a Shemitah. Are there any of the times during the year that we, that we get, we use produce for anything? I'm trying to think of any like. Other mitzvahs you can use Shemitah fruit for. Right, if, you, if you use Shemitah olives for oil, but it's benefit and it's structured at the same time. So you don't need the sort of mitzvah to make it mutter. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was, it's a little too far fetched. I'm trying to like if you want to use peels from Shemitah produce to bake your matzah. <laughs> like I'm trying to think of like something extreme, where like there it is some of the sort of you would not be allowed to do that because again, um, its benefit and its destruction are not coming at the same time. It's only after it's coals. So you know, I, I can't think of it. So I, I don't I don't I don't know enough to answer that. But it seems to be that that, that was not enough. It seems to be that no, even though it's a firm mitzvah, we would not have allowed it if it wouldn't have been for this category of its destruction and benefit being at the same time. We would have said no, nope, sorry, you can't use it. Which is a little bit crazy because then what would you do about dalaminim on, on sukkahs? You know, you know, maybe 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 you'd have to come on to essay de chalosase. Maybe that's what we would have to do over there. Is in the positive mitzvah is going to push away, but then again, at least we're able to get around it. And the question you say is say even though import export back then was very limited, but at least it was a possibility. So you know, just make sure to get the lulav not from Eretz Yisrael, and then you'd be totally fine. So why do you have to come out to it's when there's like there's no way out of this? You know, we're we're in a thin alley over here, and you know, we're head to head with each other. Who wins? But if there's a way out of it by getting lulav from you know Italy, then you know, go for it. Sorry. Yeah. So the, this lulav now is fits in Shemitah. Yes. So, I mean, I, I'm trying to contrast the lulav to the etrog. Etrog is a food, so the, 
the whole fruit. We don't have a problem with it, right? So all, all etrogen. But Alula, what about the rest of the palm tree? Does it make the whole palm tree now part of Shemitah? If I want to no, tell you the no, leaves. No, no, only the parts that this falls into it. Because in, just like by the Esser tree itself, the Esser tree right. doesn't have Shemitah status, just the, the fruit of the tree. Right. So it would be the same thing but with the But the Lulav is the palm branches. Yeah, but so the, the palm branches which we use in Mitzvah Lulav. But but if, if I send you mature palm branches for your... For your okay. Yes. That well, the question is the very you're, you're talking about the very same branch, just a little bit older. Older or whatever. But it, it, it would seem to be you're right about that. But certainly the other parts of the tree itself, okay. you know, would would be. All right. Let's just end off with this 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 uh, brisa. Man tana tana Who is the tana of that which the rabbis teach us? Three lines down. Memo base. La that the pasuk says la by shemitah. The lolamulugma. You cannot use it from a lugma, which again is this this. Um, Medicine. You can use it for eating, but you cannot use it for zilif. Zilif here is not a mugmar. Zilif is literally using it as like air, um, like air freshener. Literally, literally sprinkling around the house to make the house smell better. You can use it for eating, but you cannot use it for afiktoizen. Anybody know what afiktoizen is? It comes up a lot through shots, actually. Afiktoizen is, I don't know what the word is in English, but I'll say the phrase is a, um, a, something that induces one to throw up. It's an afiktoizen. Afiktoizen. Uh, Rashi says afiktoizen is afik, which means to let out. Tfe, more, zan, food. You're letting out your extra food. And this is actually something people often did. I don't know if it's uh, related to being anorexic or bulimic, is that uh, you know, bulimia is, uh, is they would often eat too much and just you know, intentionally vomit it out so they could maximize their physical pleasures of this world. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Greek culture. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, you can gouge yourself and then, you know, throw it out, and then get going again. Either way, the point being is, is that uh, we have a price here that's limiting it and saying that you can use Shemitah produce for a lot of things, but you cannot use it for Malugma, you cannot use it for Zilof, which is uh, literally spraying it around the room for smelling good, and you cannot use it for an Afik Toizen. So who's the author of that price? Huh? Kiman, it's Kribyosi. It's clearly going to Kribyosi. Why? Why are you only limiting these three things? There's a much broader list of things you can't use it for. You can't use it for even soaking or for laundry. So from the fact that the Brisa only brings things that are not shavu l'chaladam, not everyone does ziluf in their house with extra wine, not everyone is busy vomiting, and not everyone you go is needing to make these uh, malugmas. So from the fact that the Brisa only limited things that are not shavu l'chaladam, that was exactly Biosi Shita. Um, but for the fact that it does not exclude Mishra and Kfusa, which are more common needs, it must not be going like the Chachamim. So that's not necessarily a proof we pass like Rebbe the Chachamim, but there is a Brisa out there that is like the Shita of Yossi. Okay, everybody, looking forward to seeing you again on Wednesday.